Yeah, that's what type of episode this one is going to be today. But before we get there, hi, welcome to my podcast. My name is Lisa Amanda McFall. I am the author of the book Confessions of a Fornicating Church Girl. You can follow me on social media at Lisa, L-E-E-S-A, McFall, on Facebook and Instagram. All right. Oh, wait, and then shout out to Charles, the most amazing producer in the whole wide world, y'all. He's always here in studio, just working hard or hardly working. Uh-huh, just kidding. He working hard. He working hard. <laughs> All right, now that that's out the way, let's get right into it, y'all. Today, we're going to talk about loneliness. Lonely, I Mr. Lonely. I am nobody. Y'all, what does the Bible say about loneliness? Let's see what the Bible says. Let's type it on Google. What does the Bible say? Wow. Look how it just came up. Google just be. Anyway. So the Bible tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's Psalms chapter 34, verse 18. And I don't want to talk about loneliness from the aspect of relationships and being single. Because just because you are alone, it does not mean that you are lonely. Because, like, right, how do I explain this? Okay, being alone, as in not being a part of a couple, being a single human being or just being someone who is sitting out on a park bench by themselves, it does not mean that because they are a single person or one unit or alone physically, it does not mean that they are lonely internally. But I like this definition that I found um, about loneliness Um, And it says, one common description of loneliness is the feeling we get when our need for rewarding social contact and relationships is not met. Like I said, loneliness is not always the same as being alone. You may choose to be alone and live happily without much contact with other people. But other people, others may find this experience to be lonely. I know what it is to be in a relationship and you just lonely you feel like you you aren't understood you feel like you're with someone who just doesn't get you you feel like you're just in it by yourself and not just an erotic relationship but I know what it's like to be in a room full of people and you just feel lonely like loneliness has just this cold and chilling feeling that attaches itself onto you. And when you are lonely, I feel like that is when the enemy does his best to just run you ragged in your mind. And keep in mind, like, I didn't say when you are alone. I mean, when you are just lonely when in your mind you can't get the resolve you can't get the the connection that you need like people sitting there talking to you and you talking to them you know straight face or you even 
um, um, entertaining that conversation, but internally you feel like this person doesn't get me. Internally you feel like I am by myself. Internally you feel like I have to do life by myself and I got to fight by myself. And loneliness is one of those things that could sneak up on you, man. Like, it's, it's, I just remember feeling lonely. And what the enemy does is he, um, he, he prays on us while we are lonely. You ever see where, okay, so the Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion. So he goes about trying to see whom he may devour. And at first I used to believe that lions just attack whoever they want to attack. But that's not true. What lions do is they hide behind the bush and they let out a roar when they see like a pack of animals, a pack of prey. And when they let out that roar, everybody in the pack just breaks off running into different directions. And what lions do is they prey on the most vulnerable one. They prey on the one whom they can get to be by themselves. They prey on the one who seems to be lonely. And I think that's what the enemy does. Like, that's one of his tactics. Like, if he could get you to believe that the people that God placed in your life don't get you and that it's better that you by yourself and you're lonely and you'll never meet anybody who will ever get you or understand you, when the enemy is able to do that, I feel like that's when he's able to devour our thoughts and he devours us from the inside out. That's what I believe. He, he starts in our mind. He starts suggesting these thoughts that, you know, maybe, you know, he starts playing with our mind. Maybe you're better off by yourself. Maybe they don't really love you. Maybe they'll never understand you. Maybe God doesn't have a plan for your life. And one after the next, after the next, he starts to like pile up these these just lies in your mind and because you are lonely and because he's gotten you to believe that nobody will ever understand what you are going through the enemy has this way of making us believe that we are so by ourselves and that we are always going to be by ourselves and that it doesn't make sense to reach out for help because people ain't gonna never believe you know how and you're the only person who's going through this thing and then you're going to be a burden to somebody else when the enemy can get in your mind that's when he starts to devour you from the inside out because then he could suggest, you know, maybe you don't need to be here anymore. And he, what he does is he hinders us with all of those thoughts. He hinders us with all of those lies. He hinders us from reaching out for help and reaching out to the people that God has placed in the communities around us. And I know what it's like to feel like nobody gets you. I know what it's like to be struggling, you're depressed, are you angry, are you sad, are you frustrated, and you just can't get, you can't get out of your own head. Like I said, I know what it's like to be in a room with a hundred people. I know what it's like to be sitting next to somebody, yet you still feel lonely. Like, how do we overcome loneliness? I'll tell you how I overcame loneliness. I overcame loneliness by praying about it and talking to God. I remember this one point a few years ago as um, I was learning to be content in my singleness. And as I was learning to be content, which is me and Christ alone, 
I remember I started to feel um, lonely again. And I was like, okay, God, right now I feel lonely, but I'm not going to allow my loneliness to cause me to go and be with somebody that you don't have destined for me to be with. I'm not going to allow my loneliness to cause me to land in somebody's bed that I'm not supposed to be with or be in a relationship with somebody I'm not supposed to be with or even to develop a friendship with someone who I know is not good for me. And so I said to him, I was like, God, in this moment, in this time, I dedicate this particular season of my life to you. And I ask that you would help me, that you would heal me and that you would prepare me so that when you send me the friends that I'm supposed to have and when you place me into the community that you were supposed to place me in then I would be ready for it help me to learn to be okay with being by myself and you and to know that there is nothing wrong with being alone yet to be able to embrace the community and those around me so that I could never ever know loneliness again Loneliness, oh, I think that now I get it why God said that it's not good for man to be alone. I don't think that he only means, he only meant um, being married or being in a relationship or having a significant other. I honestly believe that when God said it's not good for man to be alone, it means that we, when we are by ourselves, mentally and emotionally when we are just lonely that is how the enemy gets at us but when we can embrace those around us and we are able to connect to the people around us and when we are able to be open and vulnerable in safe spaces with safe safe people in safe places there is so much power there's so much more confidence that you gain when you know that Not only am I good by myself, but I'm good with these people. But you may be saying, but Lisa, I don't have those type of people in my life. I don't, I don't have that community. I don't, you know, it's just been me by myself for a long time. And I hear you and I know how you feel. I know how you feel to be like, you may not want to be lonely, but because of the situations or the circumstances in your life or where life has taken you or the ways that people may have let you down or betrayed you, you may feel like it It probably is better for me to be by myself. It probably is best for me to be lonely for true. My, my thought or my words to you would be this. As you are in this particular season of isolation and while you may be in a moment of being alone, my prayer to you, my thing to you is to take that to God in prayer and talk to him. Like, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. We spoke about that, I think, in episode three about being vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable with Holy Spirit and say, God, I am alone and I don't want to be alone. But not only do I not want to be alone in this season of loneliness, in this season of being alone or in this season of isolation, God, I need you to show me, like heal me in this and show me what, 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 what message or what lesson do you need me, God, to get out of this season of loneliness? Like what, what, what is the message that you want me to get? What, what are you teaching me? What is the lesson 
Because one thing my pastor, shout out to Pastor Audra, she taught me is when we go through certain seasons, it's important that we pass these seasons and we pass these tests because the truth is things come in a circle. (laughs) And if you don't um, pass that test now, you're going to go right back around that same circle until you finally pass it. And I never want to ever go through a season of loneliness again, to be honest with you. Like, it's one thing to be alone, but when that loneliness hits you, man, and you feel lonely, ugh. And I understand that God uses all things. He works in all things. And he uses all things for our good. And I believe that there is a purpose in all things. Like, I'm one of those persons who have... Like sometimes a really annoying level of faith and an annoying level of optimism because I believe that there is a purpose for every season. And I believe that there even is a purpose in loneliness. But that's where our trust and our faith and our belief in God comes in because... You don't want to, like I said, you don't want to be in a place where you are so lonely that the enemy is just wreaking havoc on you and like you feel like you're being pulled under. My advice to you would to be this, not would to be this, would be this. I I would admonish you to embrace your season of isolation, but talk to God every chance you get and ask him to help you and to show you and to teach you the lesson in it. And to be open and say, God, I I don't like this. And then, like, one thing I noticed I would do is I would say, oh, my God, I don't like to be lonely. And then when, like, God would show me people and I would be in spaces with people who could potentially be really great um, friends and a really great community, I would push them away. And that's one of the things that loneliness and isolation can do. It can stain your heart and your and your mind in such a way where you feel like you don't need people. And my thing used to be this. Well, if I could overcome all these things by myself, then why you think I need somebody else? Child, I better off by myself. I good. I don't need nobody. I'm I-N-D-E-P-E-N. Like... And loneliness will stain your heart and it'll stain your soul and it'll make you bitter if you let it. And so I know that loneliness is painful. And like I said, I would prefer to never have to be lonely again. Like I'm okay with being alone and being content with Jesus, but I never want to be lonely again. Because if you aren't careful and if you don't dedicate even your seasons of loneliness to God, what could happen is you become self-righteous and you become prideful and you come with the mindset that, well, I, I done overcame this. I good. I don't need nobody. No, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for us to be alone. We were brought on this earth so that we can fulfill a particular purpose for God and even in that part that individual purpose God still connects us to other people so that we can help each other along this journey Jesus Christ came to this earth and he was all God and all man 100% God 100% man and even in that 
he came through with parents. Like when he came on this earth, he had parents, and he was surrounded by by animals in a in a manger. And then as he, um, he got baptized by his cousin, and as he grew and as he was de- um, developing. If I could shoot back to when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple and he was he was surrounded by priests. And when he, as he grew and as he got baptized by his cousin and he chose his disciples, he had 12 people around him almost always. And when it wasn't the 12, it was the three. And when it wasn't the three, it was the crowds and the multitudes, or he was away talking to this one, I'm the woman at the well, or he was talking to this one or that one. And he was, Jesus was never, he never pushed the idea that you need to be lonely. He never pushed the idea that you need to be lonely in order to serve your purpose. He showed us that community is important. When you saw God, when you saw Jesus, um, he was with this one, he was with that one, he was at the wedding, he was at the festivities, he was healing people, and crowds of people were surrounding him. And what I'm getting at is the idea that we supposed to be by ourselves is toxic and it should not be taught. And I'm not talking about singleness because we just spoke about singleness last week. But what I mean is the idea that you don't need friends, you don't need community, you don't need, no, like that's not true. That in itself is not true. I'm, I'm, I'm led to the story of Ruth. Ruth had her mother-in-law, and if it wasn't for her mother-in-law guiding her and directing her and telling her what to do, and if it wasn't for, for Naomi teaching her, you know, about God and and telling her what to do. I don't believe that she would have been able to accomplish all that she was able to accomplish. When I think about, um, when I think about Esther, like Esther was an orphan. So she know, she may have known what it felt like to be lonely, but she had her cousin, her uncle Mordecai and Mordecai was able to walk her through and help her to be one of the most prominent um, stories that we know, like off the back of our hands. When we think about even with Noah and the ark, God had it so that even though he was literally destroying the entire earth around them, he still allowed Noah to bring his wife and his children and their wives. And not only that, as he brought the animals into the ark, he didn't let them, one lion, one tiger, one bear, one turtle. No, he allowed them to come in on an he allowed them to come on in pairs. And I feel like in all of those, there's a revelation and there are stories upon stories upon stories of people who were going through or they were fulfilling their purpose, but they had a destiny helper and they they did not take on the mindset that I need to be by myself and I can do this by myself. Pride can sometimes set in after we overcome a season of loneliness because we would then believe that I did this by myself, not realizing that it was God who brought us through. And like, I know what it is. Like being a a single mom, I know what it is to experience loneliness. I know what it is to feel like, you know what, maybe I am in this by myself. And there was a point, in all honesty, where I did become prideful. And I was like, well, if I do this by myself, I don't need nobody. And um, I'm grateful that as I healed and as Holy Spirit healed me and pulled back the layers of trauma that made me believe that the truth is 
it wasn't that I was okay and that I didn't want to be around people. The truth is I was just hurt. And loneliness can oftentimes turn into bitterness if it's not dealt with. So I was bitter. And my bitterness was just covered in pride. So I hid it in pride and in a little bit of arrogance. And um, now I'm careful to never say that I overcame something by myself. Because the truth is, when I think when I when I think back on the things that I assumed that I overcame by myself, I realized that walking with Holy Spirit, I didn't overcome anything. Like I still needed to over to overcome those things. It's just that by myself, I didn't have anybody to call me out on my garbage. I didn't have anyone to call me out on the things that I was doing wrong. I didn't have anyone to hold me accountable. So I thought that I was okay, and I thought that I was good being, this is, what, this is who I am, take it or leave it. But as Holy Spirit healed me, and as he took me on this journey, and as I decided to journey along with him to this place of healing and wholeness, he then showed me many of the things that I became in order to survive. Many of us, because we had to um, live through and experience a period of isolation and because we had to live through a period of, 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 of loneliness, we had to put on certain shields and guards around our hearts and our minds and our souls that made us believe that we were okay. Not realizing that we we had to do those things in order to heal and in order to, not in order to heal, sorry, but in order to survive. But now that you've already survived, like it's time to thrive and it's time to heal. But what happens is we, we end up taking that loneliness and we wear it as a badge of honor instead of just seeing it as a season and releasing it to God and allowing Holy Spirit to be with us in our season of loneliness, we, we wear our loneliness as badges of honor and it makes us bitter. And it causes us to even prolong those seasons of loneliness because you. the truth is some of us have already supposed to be in other communities, other jobs, and in other relationships. But because, because we chose to hold on to that loneliness, we extended that period of isolation and we allowed the the loneliness and the bitterness to come in and keep us from the people who were supposed to be in our space. Many of us were supposed to be farther than we are now, but because we believed or we, 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 um, we got stuck in that moment of, of isolation. We got stuck in that loneliness and we allowed it to make us bitter instead of allowing God to use it to make us better. We now have been pushing people away who were supposed to love us and who were supposed to journey with us. And that's something that is, that is scary. Think about it. We weren't placed on this earth to be here by ourselves. We weren't placed on this earth to do life by ourselves. We were placed on this earth. Sometimes, though, we may experience periods of isolation and loneliness. That's the truth. But ultimately, we are here to fulfill a purpose together. And there is a tribe that is waiting for you. There is a community that is waiting for you. There are people. There is a particular person waiting on you. But you can't see them because you've allowed your loneliness and your bitter your, your loneliness to make you bitter and to cause you to miss it. 
And my prayer for you today is that you would seek God in prayer and that you would ask him, Lord, show me. Show me the people that I am missing out on. Show me the areas that I allowed loneliness to make me bitter. And I need you to heal me and and heal me, heal me for real, for real, so that I can be able to be all that you have called me to be, do all that you have called me to do, and I can function in the spaces that you have called me to function in. God, heal. Heal us. I think we can talk about this a little bit more um, in another episode. So we'll stick a pin in that for right now. But for this moment, our time is up. Thank you so much yet again for listening to yet another episode of the Confessions of a Church Girl podcast. Listen, y'all, you may be in a season or a period of isolation or loneliness right now, but I need you to know that it does not end here. Don't carry that loneliness with you into another season. You can't flourish with it. You got to release it to God. You got to let it go because there are things and people waiting for you on the other side of this particular season and I need you to not miss it. And we ain't carrying this loneliness with us in the next season, y'all. We about to go all the way up. So release it, give it to God, let it go. And as always, thanks again for tuning in. Love you and I mean it with all my heart. I'm gonna see you next week.